Welcome to Scrolling Episode 95. I'm Kat. Joining me as always, Davia Starjumper. How's it going, man? It's going good. Is uh is is love in the air at the Starjumper household? Valentine's Day. You know, uh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Davius, are you in the doghouse, dude? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm in you know, I I'll go ahead and say it now. I was gonna save it towards the end, but special shout out today. Special shout out to to my wife. Uh oh. we you know. You know me and me and you like to call her the law dog. Does she listen to the show? Uh no, but uh <laughs> <laughs> still special shout out cuz uh she's, you know, Valentine's Day, she's she's let me in here record a podcast, so. Hey, the the goons appreciate it. There we go. There we go. Um well, you know what I love? PTS patch notes. That's oh, what I yes. love. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So uh we're going to talk about weeks two and three of the public test server for the Scribes of Fate DLC coming up. We have some PvP adventures to talk about. We have some uh, pretty exciting build stuff to discuss and some other things as well. Um, so we're going to get into all that. But first, I want to um, touch back on this bloodthirsty uh, change. First, uh, actually, I just need to issue a correction. Shout out to Uncle Sam for setting me straight on this. On the, on the last episode, I said that uh, the bloodthirsty trait uh, scales with like weapon and spell damage percentage amplifiers, like medium armor traits or me- medium armor passives and major brutality and that sort of thing. That is not true. Uh, Bloodthirsty does not scale with uh, weapon and spell damage amplifiers at all. So thanks, Uncle Sam, for that correction. Also, basically another correction, we misinterpreted the patch notes about what is changing with the Bloodthirsty trait. I feel like we got to go there. We're not the only ones. A lot of people, a lot of misinterpretation on that. In our defense. But the rumor has it we pronunciated everything correctly. So you Pronunciated. Know. Exactly. <laughs> That's for sure a word. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, but yeah, the, the notes were super unclear. We were definitely not the only ones to get duped by that. I mean, you could see YouTube videos and, and guild chats and people, lots of people were talking about, oh my gosh, this new bloodthirsty trait's just going to be nuts. But actually, it's not really changing all that much. If, it, if you're using a gold piece of bloodthirsty jewelry it's not changing at all it's exactly the same no difference whatsoever but anything that is a lower quality than a than a gold piece uh is getting slightly buffed and then like the lower quality it is the more it's getting buffed um so just as a quick example a purple piece of bloodthirsty jewelry right now when your target reaches 90 percent health that gives you 28 weapon and spell damage and then that ramps up to a maximum of 280 at zero percent health that's moving instead of 28 to 280, that's going to be 31.5 to 315. You know, I mean, that's a lot of numbers, I know, but just slightly above. It means like that threshold, like where Bloodthirsty outperforms Infused, it's normally like around 60% health or so, depending on your build. Could be a little more, could be a little less. That threshold is probably going to be more like mid 60s now, maybe like 64 or so uh, percent health, where, where Bloodthirsty starts to outperform the Infused trait. Uh, in terms of damage. So makes it a little bit more attractive, especially if you're using purple jewelry and especially if you're using um, blue or green jewelry. I think green jewelry, it's like around 75% health, something like this that. Is, this is great for us poor players out there. It's uh, yeah, the gold jewelry is such a far, that's just in the, in, you know, so far ahead of time. We're not going to get there. So this is a nice change, you know, makes yeah, all, all you uh, green jewelry users out there is great news. Uh, great news right here. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's using bloodthirsty on a green piece of jewelry, but maybe. <laughs> the only the only time I'm ever lucky enough to have gold is if the gold vendor just happens to be selling the exact items on a build, then I will go and grab it. Yeah, that's pretty much the case for me. But if it's a build that I'm like committed to and I've decided like, yes, this is the build, I have decided I'm sticking with this build, then I, I cannot abide anything lower than purple quality. Absolutely not. It's just, we'll do what we got to do. We'll sell what we got to sell. We'll get those mats. We'll get it to purple. Uh, Mother Dragon (laughs) says, wait, so gold jewelry doesn't change. Yeah, the bloodthirsty trait for gold jewelry is staying exactly the same as always, not not changing at all. Um, Everything lower (laughs) than that is getting buffed, and the lower the quality, the bigger the buff. Basically, (laughs) what Mother's getting at is this entire change doesn't affect her at all. No change. It's not going to affect your sales, Mother. (laughs) Yeah, or or all her golded-out gear. Oh, that's right. Your gear. That's right. Right. Yeah, that's right. See, that's what you get for only using gold. See, you could be getting buffed right now. But. <laughs> um, all right. So 
the 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 corrections have officially been issued. Let's get on to this uh, public test server stuff. Those, so this is public test server version uh, 8.3.1 and 8.3.2 uh, for the Scribes of Fate dungeon DLC coming up in uh, mid-March sometime here, maybe like a month or so. Um, so yeah, this is weeks two and three. I'm, I've just combined this list into one list, so we're not going to do like, here's one set of notes, here's the next set of notes. It's just going to be one set of notes. Um, and of course, as always, we're just kind of cherry picking the good stuff. We're not going to read all the tedious nonsense. So I've, I've combed through everything. I've picked out all the stuff that's interesting, and we're just going to talk about those things. It's actually a pretty mild week three for a PTS. Um, really, we'll get through these pretty quick, I think, um, which I think is a pretty good sign. I think that means that at least in their eyes, things are going how they want them to, and we're on course for a good, smooth launch, hopefully. Yeah, seems like they kind of have the uh, they've got things where they want them to be, and they're just they're just kind of tinkering, you know. Always got to tinker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I like some of the things that they've done here. So, uh, for one thing, they've turned target markers back on for PvP. They've tweaked them a little bit, so now going into stealth will remove the target marker, and and once you come out of stealth, you know the the person will have to put it back on you if they want it to be on you. Also, if you die, that removes the target marker. You can turn target markers off in settings if you just don't want to see them. Uh, and you can also adjust the size of the target markers in the settings as well. So just kind of refined that system a little bit. I think th- some of those things needed to happen before they could put them back into PvP. Um, so that's going to be cool. I think like the fact that stealth and, and dying and stuff removes them, I think that's going to that's gonna go a long way to prevent like griefing, you know, like yeah. really going after the same player over and over again all the time and stuff like that. So this is, uh, they're going to work in BGs now? Is this what, this what we're getting at here? I've been fooled before. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> if I had a dollar um, every time. But it's, uh, I, I would assume so. Yeah, they say PvP. They, they don't specify except not okay. BGs, you know. They okay. Don't, <laughs> they don't say all that. right, we shall see. I don't even want them for... And, and, you know, the interesting part is I don't even really want them for enemies. I don't know if you could put them on an enemy, but I just want them for teammates. Like, I think it'd be helpful to put them on teammates. It'd be helpful to uh, put it on uh, a certain teammate that's kind of the group leader and you're trying to stick with them. Or I mean, I think I absolutely will use it for enemies, definitely. Like if we're trying to focus a healer down or something like that, or just yeah, a, a that certain could, that's problem that's player that's like we're really trying to take care of them because they keep killing us or whatever. You know, I, I could definitely see it being used in that way. Yeah, it's gonna add some. It's kind of kind of add a layer of strategy. Hmm. Yeah, I've been wanting to use it this whole time. I I know I'm going to get a lot of use out of it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, as far as combat and ability changes, they correct. They made a correction about the necromancer uh, grave robber synergy. It's actually only nerfed by thirty four percent, not forty seven percent. That was a misprint. So just a 34% nerf. Of course, the Harmony trait is being deleted from that build that typically uses that ability. So it's really more like a 60% nerf once you consider that. It's still totally dead. Yeah, you know? still still too large of a nerf for the for the Necro Bomber to, to still exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Dragon Knights, the um, Major Berserking Chains, a.k.a. Chains of Devastation, uh, the Major Berserk now only lasts 4 seconds instead of 10 seconds. I don't know. It seems reasonable. Davis, what do you think? Is that going on your bar or, or not? Or what do you think? I actually, it probably won't go on my DK's bar, but I do think this is a really good change. It, it Instead of every DK having this ability on their bars, now it's almost like you're, you're going to have to work this into your combo or something. You know, it's, you're going to have to work it into your rotation to if you're yeah. going to want to utilize this buff, which is cool. Like, I think it makes it more unique and more kind of niche. Um, I don't think I'll use it just cause you know, it, it's it, like we just said, it's going to be kind of difficult to keep that up, but yeah, that's a, that's a very narrow window. And especially like if, I mean, you have a Oaken soul build, right? So if you're trying mm-hmm. to maximize those bar slots. It's, that is going to be tough to justify that. It's kind of weird now because major berserk is super powerful, but I don't know if it's like so powerful that you're going to go out of your way to have it for four seconds at a time. I, don't, I kind of feel like they should have just made it minor berserk and kept it at ten seconds. That would have been my preferred uh, way to go. But and even as someone who uses Oakensoul, like I don't even need minor berserk. But uh, but I don't know. You know, it 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 definitely adds uniqueness now. If you know, I could see some DKs out there using this and getting that major berserk and being pretty nasty with it. Yeah, I feel like it would need to mostly be a like burst oriented build, like maybe using molted whip and like an inhale kind of combo, and you're 
you're lining up these moments of burst within that four second window while major berserk is active like maybe mm -hmm. he have flames of oblivion in there as well mm -hmm. um seems like that would probably be the way to go if you're if you're trying to do that kind of more like a maybe like a glass cannon kind of like dk ganker almost sort of play style kind of comes to mind more significant than that for dragonites is this helping hands passive um so Currently, the, the Helping Hands passive, when you cast a non-stamina costing Earthen Heart ability, you restore 990 stamina. The, with this update, it's going to require that the Magicka cost of that ability it be more than the amount of stamina that's being restored. And they're also increasing the amount of stamina being restored to 1120 instead of that 990. So basically, the whole purpose of this change is to eliminate um, a borderline exploit. I guess we can call it an unintended mechanic. Um, <laughs> If you're not aware, um, if you've ever seen a Dragon Knight like in a battleground or somewhere just spamming Ash Cloud over and over and over and over again, and you're wondering what the heck are they doing? Well, what they're doing is they have a they have a Magicka cost reduction glyph on one of their jewelry pieces, which causes Ash Cloud to literally cost zero Magicka, free to cast, and every single time they cast it, they're getting 990 stamina, 990 stamina, 990 stamina uh, for free. So that's a big factor in why Dragonites are able to just kind of keep going and going. You can never seem to lock them down. It's because they literally have infinite free stamina forever because of this passive. So this is basically fixing that. That's not going to be possible anymore. I think that's a much needed kind of reining DKs back just a little bit. Absolutely. Fantastic change. You know, this. you were kind of explaining to me. I didn't even realize this existed, but you were kind of explaining this to me and it makes a lot of sense because uh, when I'm on my DK, I run into a lot of other DKs and they almost, in those high MMR, they always outlast me and that Ash Cloud is just everywhere. And I, mm -hmm. I never realized that was that was part of it. That Ash Cloud is seriously overpowered. <laughs> it really is. It, <laughs> it's free to cast. It's a really strong heal. It's a, an extremely strong snare and it, yep. And yep. it does this thing as well, you know, for, for now. Uh, but even with even once this is fixed, it's still going to be on every Dragonite's bar. It still it still will be free to cast and do all those other things. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're going to keep using it. Great ability. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll be happy to see that. I wonder if that's just that little bit of reining in that DKs need to make them kind of like a reasonably balanced class because they've been man, they've been on a rampage for a while. For um, vampires, the new um, mist form, the blood mist morph. Uh, is now going to heal for 45% of the damage done rather than 100%. Which I think is probably a good idea. That 100% was probably going to be a little OP, especially like if you have a lot of enemies around, that was going to be a lot of healing. So I, I got a question on this one. Is is does the the way that this works, is it is that damage only happening while you're traveling? Or no. is it, it stays with you after you travel? It, it activates like once the teleport is finished and it lasts for 20 seconds. Oh, wow. uh, and it's uh, it's not a bad amount of damage. It's a it's the same amount of damage as the Templar's Solar Barrage ability, which is a wow. decent amount of damage. Um, and it's healing you for the the damage that it's that it's dealing, and or for forty five percent of that damage anyway. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be really good. I was thinking it would actually even be a good ability to slot for a PVE build, like a solo, you know, doing Vatishran Arena or something like that. It's good AOE damage. It's giving you some offensive healing. It's giving you a little bit of mobility, which is actually pretty handy in like Vatishran, for example. Yeah, that's that's going to be really good. Yeah, and I think both morphs, both morphs of that are, are going to be on people's bars on on all kinds of builds. I can tell you, like on the forums and everywhere else, people seem really excited about this new version of Blood Mist. Kind of on both sides, like there's people like me who kind of despise the current version of mist form it's cheesy it's a crutch i just i hate seeing people use it i refuse to use it myself it's it's i'm, I'm really looking forward to not having to deal with that kind of on that end of it mm -hmm. but also like this new version of it i'm probably going to use it you know i'm looking forward it's not it doesn't seem cheesy at all it just seems like useful and like a nice fun ability to use it seems like it's gonna really take the place of of um streak no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I could really see it taking the, the kind of the bar spot of Race Against Time. That's kind of where I see it. Mm -hmm. taking yeah, the spot absolutely. Of. I was actually just talking to a good friend of mine, fellow Stamplar main, uh, a couple of days ago about that exact thing. Uh, he was talking about where to slot it in. I was like, yeah, Race Against Time would probably make the most sense. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're probably right. It's the spot. That's going to be worth it. Especially the, uh, I mean, I'm going to use the Blood Mist Morph, I think, is the one I'm, I got my eyeball on. But I think that other one's going to be the more popular one. It gives you 
major expedition and major evasion and it's a mobility tool that's just going to save you a ton of bar space right there oh man wow that's a lot that's a lot in one yeah um that's basically all the combat and balance changes you know small thing for necro a couple little things for dragon knight and that blood mist change that's that's about it um a couple of set changes mara's balm is getting nerfed they reduced the healing to 1106 instead of 1675 so they shaved like 500 off of that um i don't know what do you think you think people are going to stop using it i feel like it's still really good it still has that cleanse and burst heal and everything that's the thing for me is that to, and it is the it's it's kind of a self i mean even with this nerf that this set still works is it's kind of like a constant vigor and a self cleanse and the and then while it's always doing those two things it's just too valuable i mean i think it's still going to get a lot of usage um mm -hmm. especially with how valuable a cleanse is in 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 the bg environment right now yeah and the one coming up with this new stake in the star set mm -hmm. might be even more valuable yep mm -hmm. um i i think it's still going to get a lot of uses i i love this i mean i'm i continue to nerf it like i'm all about it uh, you know, I think it's too overused right now. We talk all the time about if a set's way too overused, then we always think like it to be nerfed. But I think it's a good nerf. I think it's a nerf that people are still going to use it, but I do think it'll lessen the popularity of it. Yeah, I'm always happy to see any defensive set get nerfed. Like, I'm always on board for any defensive set getting nerfed. Bring it on. Because mm -hmm. yep. I don't, Let's I typically do don't use them. So, uh, you know, I'm only just on the on the i'm going up against the end of things you know so yeah nerve it you're just making you're basically just buffing me in that case essentially. um and then this new snake in the stars set that's coming out that's the one that deals oblivion damage whenever you get healed right this is the one that everyone's kind of afraid of uh, mm -hmm. they've adjusted this in a pretty clever way i think so um it now lasts four seconds instead of six seconds. Uh, the damage can now occur once every 100 milliseconds instead of once every second. So that's as many as 10 times per second, basically. They reduce the damage to 1,170 instead of 2,848. It now has a 12-second cooldown per target in addition to the 12-second cooldown on the set itself. So, so basically, it can't be applied back to back, right? If there's multiple people wearing it, if someone puts it on you, it's going to be 12 seconds before anybody else can put it on you again, is what that means. Mm -hmm. um, and then they put an extra line of magic recovery on the five-piece bonus, just to kind of beef it up a little bit. I think this seems really cool. What do you think? You think they made it better or worse, Davis? I think it's a great change. I think that really it makes it less oppressive in a 4v4 battleground because, you know, we always look at things from the BG perspective. Mm -hmm. Much less oppressive in a BG battleground because it's, you know, it's not going to completely delete your heals. But think about how nasty this thing's going to be in Cyrodiil or Imperial City. Like if you've yeah, got a like group ball of, groups. Yeah, you got a group of 20 people that drops, each one of them drops radiating regen on themselves. They're just going to instantly murder themselves. I mean, they could yeah. potentially be taking 10,000 damage a second to the whole group. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. And that's true 10,000. That's how much they'll be taking. Yeah. You know, 10,000 damage a second just by trying to drop some heals. <laughs> it's, um, I think it's really clever how they did that because I think those ball groups, that kind of situation that you described right there, people are always asking for some way of dealing with, with those groups. And this mm -hmm. is possibly a solution. And they did it in such a way that, it doesn't seem like it's going to be terribly punishing to like a solo player. You know, if you're just running around by yourself, like most of my builds, the only heals I have is vigor and a burst heal. And that's mm -hmm. it, you know? Yep. So like vigor ticks every two seconds, you know, so it's, you're definitely not healing 10 times per second in that case, you know? So you're, you're, you're taking a little bit of damage from it, but not, I don't think enough to really be a big problem. The only time it becomes a problem is if you have allies around you that are putting a bunch of kind of weak hots on you, then it's going to become a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Really clever way they're doing this. I, I really like how they got in the weeds on this and, and designed it really well. Yeah, it seems it really seems smart. Uh, I'm curious if minor lifesteal counts as a heal and if that's going to proc that, because that could be an interesting thing. If, like if somebody throws that blood altar down and everyone in the area has minor lifesteal and you have caltrops on the ground, so you're getting that minor lifesteal from everyone. Oh, jeez. You know? That could be that could be something to look out for. That Maybe I don't know if that will count. I don't know if that'll count. To that that needs not. to be tested. That that we need someone to go in and test that. That's an interesting thought for sure. That could be something. 
Um, and then there's a couple of known issues that they haven't fixed yet, but they they put it under this known issues section, which makes me think that they're they're planning to fix it before the patch goes live. Um, Wrecking Blow has this targeting issue. It's this has actually been the case for a long time. I've heard people talk about this for a while. If you're not aware, Wrecking Blow and Dizzying Swing are not exactly the same. The animations look the same, but Wrecking Blow has like an additional targeting requirement where your your target kind of has to stay within a certain area. Or, or it'll just fail to connect with them. Whereas Dizzying Swing doesn't have that um, that problem. Like as long as your target is within range, they can they can be basically running circles around you, and you'll it'll still connect. Um, so I think they're probably just planning to change Wrecking Blow to be more like Dizzying Swing, so it's just easier to hit your target with it. Um, and then Vulcan Scoria, uh, I noticed this just recently. Vulcan Scoria does not work. <laughs> I tried to use this on my Necromancer and a BG. It, the, the, the meteor never comes. You'll see the little ring around their feet showing that the meteor is going to come, but the targeting nothing. works, but the actual <laughs> meteor, not so much. It never arrives. It's pretty funny. So, um, hopefully they're going to fix that. Vul- Vulcan's actually a great set on the right build, but not if it doesn't work. This makes sense why you haven't seen it very much. I feel like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that's basically everything that's going on in PTS. Like I said, pretty mild, um, test server for, for a week three, there's usually a lot more adjustments than that. I feel like it was seems like a good sign. Yeah. Minor adjustments, but like good adjustments, you know, like each Mm -hmm. those are the quality adjustments for sure. Yeah. They got the scalpel out for this one. They don't always do that. They always, you know, they, they often like a sledgehammer, but um, I did a little bit of PTS testing. I logged in. I really wanted to try out this uh, mist form thing and, and see it for myself. And I, I really do strongly recommend getting your own hands on this thing and trying it for yourself before you pass judgment. Because um, I watched our buddy Uncle Sam. Uh, he was streaming this for us in Discord and showing it to us. And just watching him, I was thinking, yeah, it seems okay. Okay, it's kind of neat. But then once I logged in and just actually tried it for myself, you get a much better sense of it when you're actually controlling it yourself, you know. Actually, I'm a big fan of this thing. I'm really, really excited to to give it a try in a in a PvP build. Um, it kind of is a poor man's streak. It's not streak. Like I don't think any sorcerers are going to be giving up streak to run this thing instead. I do not see that happening. But if you're not a sorcerer and you want an ability that gives you something like that functionality, this is the closest thing you'll have to that. But there is a travel time. You're you're locked into an, an animation while you're traveling from one place to another. You can be attacked. You you take full damage. It'll absorb three projectiles, but other than that, any melee damage or anything else, you, you take the damage just like normal. Uh, you can be CC'd. Uh, Sam and I were uh, testing it out. He was fossilizing me while I was in the middle of mist form and everything else. So that, that CC immunity thing is gone. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just kind of a little dash of movement just to help you just kind of get a little little bit of mobility. I think it'll actually be really nice for stamina builds. It might help you save on stamina. If you're going for that sort of mobility, sort of defensive style, you can kind of alternate between using Magicka and stamina to to stay ahead. Kind of the way a stam sort does, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's such an interesting dynamic because it is it is worse. Like, it's a nerf to Misform. Like, it just is. It's, it's not near as good as Misform, oh, yeah. which me and you both are in favor of. But... It's a nerf to the ability, but because it makes it a little more similar to Streak, I feel like people are really threatened by it. So it's like they nerfed an ability, but somehow because it's more relatable to Streak, like I, I feel like it's threatened a lot of people thinking that they're giving everybody a Streak. It's a weird dynamic for me in that. I liken it to Streak. I think of it as like, you know how the vampire passive that makes you turn invisible when you sprint? Like, that's not a replacement for being a Nightblade and having Cloak. Yeah. Great. That's a great comparison. What you're saying is that vampires is just the poor way to make your, you know, to get the class abilities of other classes. Just it seems to be, yeah, it's a skill line <laughs> that they just kind of put like the poor man's version of other class abilities there into vampirism. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really like it, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this misform. I think it's going to be really cool. And like I said, the, yeah, the, the, the player response generally seems positive. I've seen a few comments of people kind of lamenting that they're not going to have their crutch anymore, but you know, you just, you got to learn to play the game at some point, guys. So this leads to a question that we were discussing in the discord, uh, about a week ago, shout out to, I won't say his full name, shout out to Bolsonaro. 
uh, he he's basically was asking, uh, <laughs> is is vampire worth it for a PvP build? Should, he was saying, should I just make all my PvP characters vampires? Uh, and so we had a little discussion about this, and uh, different people chimed in, had some different answers. People have different perspectives. Um, a lot of PvP people will tell you that absolutely yes, stage three vampire is worth it just for the undeath passive. You you take up to thirty percent less damage. Uh, based on how much health you're missing, and that is a very, very powerful passive. So many people will tell you that yes, just for that, it is worth it. Um, I have a slightly different opinion myself because basically, if if you if you're stage three vampire, then all of your non-vampire abilities cost eight percent more resources, and that's a pretty big hit to your sustain. And sustain can translate to survivability also, you know. And depending on the situation. It could be sustain that saves you, or it could be mitigation that saves you. You know, you you really it's hard to predict the situation you're going to find yourself in. So to me, that just kind of seems like an even trade. It's hard to say that definitely yes or definitely no. It's really more like what would you rather have in your build? You know, would you rather have more sustain or would you rather have more damage mitigation? Yeah, that's the way it should be, right? But very build dependent. Yeah. Now there's also this strike from the shadows passive uh, that uh, whenever you come out of invisibility or whenever you use mist form, uh, it gives you 300 weapon and spell damage. So I think if you're able to take advantage of that and get that in your build and have the undeath passive in your build, then mathematically it is worth it, right? Because you have that, that undeath passive now, you have this extra 300 weapon and spell damage that now you have the option to trade 300 weapon and spell damage elsewhere in your build to, to get that sustain back if you want to. And you're still coming out with, with more than you're giving up in that case. But I yeah. think if you're getting both of those passives in your build, then, then yes, it is like mathematically it is worth it. But if you're just getting one or the other, it's just kind of for you to decide. You know, it could be worth it, could not be. Yeah, we, we, we kind of talked about this. And I mean, I, I feel like we've come full circle with vampires, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> we've been down on vampires for a long, long time, but uh, you know, kind of talking through this and figuring out, and I know that you know you'll talk more about it here in a bit. But you kind of have gotten firsthand experience with that undeath passive. Uh, I think, I think I'm I'm right there with you. I think a couple of my builds might might start uh, start switching to vampires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely can be worth it, especially if like if you want to play as a brawler, and that's kind of the primary. Like you like to just get up in the mix of things then probably that undeath passive is going to be worth it, you know, no matter what, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, all that being said, I, I also want to say that if you're just wanting to use any of the active abilities, like this new mist form is looking good to you, or any of the other abilities you just think they're cool and you think they would work good in your build, then I think that kind of overrides all other considerations. In that case, absolutely, totally worth it. They're, they're great abilities. It's a, it, there, there are many advantages to the skill line. So if there's some active ability you're wanting to use, then you can totally figure out how to make that work. And I think in that case, mist form will definitely be worth it. Absolutely. Anything else to add, Davius? I don't think so. It's just uh, like I said, I think it's funny. We've, we've we we went full a long full circle on the vampires. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was holding it. It's really just this mist form that made me come around. Because like I was saying, like. That undeath passive alone, to me, it would not be worth it to me. I would not become a vampire just for that. But since this new mist form is allow- allowing me to take advantage of the sh- strike mm-hmm. from the shadows passive, plus mist form itself is so enticing, you know, there's a lot more incentive for me now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does make sense. And I'm with you. I, I, I'm going to switch to mist form is going to be, I think, my kind of popular mobility bar. Uh, ability on a lot of my builds and so i can definitely see um a couple of my builds switching and like you said that you know that undeath passive i have some brawler builds that i think could potentially benefit from that so mm-hmm. my one thing if i if all my dreams could come true if i could make one wish i would i would ask for them to take away that projectile absorption that they gave to it and give it four seconds of uh snare immunity instead and that would just be perfection. But hey, I'll take it as is. That was Sam did want to mention about the um that if you're playing with a controller, I don't know why you would do such a thing, but if you're playing with a controller, um the mist form will lock your camera angle at whatever direction you're facing until the animation is over. And you cannot change your camera over or your camera angle until the animation is over. 
Um, Sam was getting pretty infuriated with that when he was um, testing it out. I could see how that'd be frustrating. I did uh, submit feedback about that, Sam, on your behalf, saying that uh, my my weirdo friends that use a controller don't like that. So maybe they'll <laughs> change. You it. looking out for the controller players? Mm-hmm. Yep. They well, they need all the help they can get. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine what kind of level Sam would be on if he actually like learned how to play a mouse and keyboard. Probably a good I, thing. I, I literally say thank you every day for the, the fact that he's on a controller. <laughs> if you ever see Sam in a BG and you, and you want to keep him from killing you, just run in circles. That's all you got to do. The BGs have been hopping here lately. Yeah. Those Q man. times have been like really quick. Quick Q times and a uh, lot of old names getting back into the game. Lot the, of... the sweat factor has increased yes. quite a bit. It's pretty funny. A couple of days ago, you were, uh, you were in Discord and you were telling me like, man, the BGs have been rough today. I just had like five bad matches in a row and I logged off and that was my play time. That was and it. And then a little while later, I was talking to Uncle Sam, and he basically was like word for word said the exact same thing. <laughs> He's like, "Man, the match has been rough today, dude." <laughs> There's been like, some rough ones. I was like, I empathize, but actually, that kind of makes me feel good to hear that. Like, I, I, the the BGs they've they've been to we've we've been resting on our laurels. You know, we're like thinking we're better than we really are. We haven't really been tested by the, those really amazing players that have kind of dropped out of the game the last six months or so, you know, a couple yep. of patches, update 35, update 36 really turned a lot of people off. A lot of those really monster players that, you know, kept us on our toes. Um, they just haven't been around. And so we're having a, we're having to step it up here lately and we're having to earn those victories uh, a little more here lately, which I, I like, I really enjoy it. I have absolutely been on my toes of late. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Tippy, tippy toes. Uh, absolutely. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did this uh, duos tournament in the Battlegrounds Guild that we're in, and that was pretty mm -hmm. fun. Davius, you and I teamed up. We were representing yep. the Stoons goons. Yep. Um, we were both on our mains. You were on Davius Starjumper, your Templar healer, and I was on Old Betsy, the, the classic duo. Mm-hmm. We were originally thinking two Stamplars is what we wanted to do, but uh, some friends of ours who kind of played the night before us in the tournament, they were like, nah, you need a healer, dude. Do a healer. So didn't have to twist Davius's arm for that. He's like, heck yeah, I'll jump on. <laughs> Swatch, swap over to the main, or the yeah. old main. He really brought it, dude. I felt like the heals were really good. You were giving me like all this extra damage with all the, you know, the sets and stuff that you have, ramping my damage up. It's just, you know, that duo is always good. It's always great. And Betsy has yeah. kind of some backup heals if you kind of get stammed out or something like that. I can, you know, I yep, got you for a couple seconds, buddy, you know? Yeah, just enough time for me to uh, kick it back on. Yeah, the uh, the Davis build, is it's in good shape lately. It was fun. I haven't played on him in a while, but uh, the uh, the last updates I made in that build still working. Yeah. The duos tournament was cool. It's like uh, everyone signs up with a duo. You pick a you pick a partner. You sign up, and then when the when your night comes to play, they just kind of shuffle all the duos together. You play like three mm -hmm. matches. Each match you're with a different duo, and so it kind of changes your strategy. You don't know who you're going to be with, you know, or or what they're bringing to the table or what. So it kind of makes you think about what kind of build you need to bring and that kind of stuff. And there's like a point system, and the duo with the most points at the end gets a gets a gold reward. And there's first, second, and third place. Uh, shout out to Slavka and Shadow, a couple of our Discord friends. Uh, they got second place in the tournament. Um, I think they got robbed, but hey, we won't have to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> two incredible players, the best duo Fan in the yes. tournament. Fantastic. Yes, they were they were lights out. Very, very good duo. So yeah, that was fun. I look forward to, to doing that again at some point in the future. Uh, also, a couple of nights ago, this wasn't with uh, this wasn't like an organized thing with a guild or anything. It was just playing with friends. It was me, Uncle Sam, King Nar, and Slavka. We were all grouped up together. We did, I think, four battlegrounds in a row in the group queue. By the way, all <clears throat> all the queue times were like less than ten minutes that night for a full four squad queuing up. I mean, there there were some serious teams on. We were going up going up against some really sweaty teams, a bunch of guild mates, a bunch of people that we you know know were good players, but. It was clear who was the strongest team on that night. There, there was no question. Uh, we definitely had to work for it, but man, it was a it was a killer squad. We got to get that squad together again sometime. 
Uncle Sam, six million damage. Five point nine seven, I think. Million just damage. Insane. Just insane. In one of the matches, one is Frost Warden, just absolutely outrageous. Um, so yeah, Sam was on his Frost Warden. Uh King Nar was on his absolutely broken uh Warden Healer. Um, I was on old Betsy, my my Stamplar, and Slavka's on his uh his main, his uh his Nightblade, the only character he ever plays that he he just like sees the matrix on that character, dude. <laughs> um, I love I love players like that. That's like you only ever see them play this one character, and they can make it do anything. They just know they know all the nuances and every little thing, and no one can play that that build the way that person does. I really like that. It is very cool. Um, but yeah, it was great, man. King would not let us die. Uh, me and Sam both had like all this AOE pressure because um, basically our whole builds are just AOE. Plus Sam has all that frost CC just locking everybody down. And Slavka was essentially functioning as our executioner and some backup heals and stuff like that. Uh, just a really super duper effective team. It made me realize how important having a frost warden on your team is right now because there was a couple of times Sam got separated for the, from the team or I think he got killed one time and we were without him. And the other teams did have a frost warden like that. And we could definitely tell like, Oh, we do not have the power we had before. Like not only are we losing all this damage, but we're not like breaking up their damage. You know, they're able to just come at us full force now. Uh, like we really need Sam back. Uh, so we can, we can get our upper hand back. Like if one of the teams has that and you don't, man, you just don't have a chance. There's that's yeah. the only way you can compete. It's tough. It's tough to, uh, to go against that. If you don't have it on your team. Mm -hmm. absolutely sam says let's be honest we have no idea what slavka's build was that night he has a hundred setups man no joke <laughs> it's actually amazing like we'll we'll load into a bg and you know like you always do you pull up the scoreboard to look at the names and see who's in here and slavka will just start analyzing be like okay i see like we have this guy and this guy and this person over here and i'm gonna put on this set to compensate for that and be able to counter this person just every single match he's just like making all these little adjustments to just be the perfect thing that he can be for, for whatever that match is pretty amazing. And he does it like all kind of on the fly. Yeah, it is impressive because you'll go into a match with Slavka and it'll be, he'll have, you know, one match he'll have, you know, 1.5 million heals, 500 K damage. Next one, he'll have 1.5 million damage, 500 K heal. You know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just, it goes back and forth. It's all over the place. It's impressive. It's sometimes it's confusing though. Cause it'll be like, Okay, you know, we'll play one match, that match is over, and then the next match I'll be like, Slavka, do your resto ult. He's like, Oh, I don't have that now. I changed my build. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. Good stuff. Anyway, um so I've just been maining my main here lately. Old Betsy, the last couple of weeks is pretty much the only character I've been playing with, and um it's just been a delight. Um Betsy just keeps getting better. I don't know how. You, you, you can just, nerf her all you like. She somehow still continues to get better and yeah, better. Yeah, just keep finding ways. Yeah. I wish I'd found this build six months ago. Could you imagine? Oh, man. But that's okay. <laughs> it's amazing right now. Um, I have made some tweaks to Betsy's build. There are some fairly significant tweaks, and they have been impactful. Um, the, the gear is basically the same as it's always been, or as it has been for a while. It's a Wretched Vitality as a back bar set with a bow. Uh, Deadly Strikes has a double bar set, Black Rose uh, dual wield on the front bar, Gaze of Sithis Mythic Helm, and One Piece Magma Incarnate. It's a uh, five medium, one light, one heavy, three divines, four well fitted. Um, the jewelry, I've changed all the jewelry to Bloodthirsty, no more Swift. So it's all three Bloodthirsty, and then I've switched to the Steed Moondestone to get some of that movement speed back. Um, I was using the Apprentice. Uh, Mundus, so that's that's giving up 300 weapon and spell damage off of my stat sheet, which after all my passives and everything, it's really more like 400 weapon and spell damage. But I have that three bloodthirsty giving me as much as a thousand weapon and spell damage against low health targets. Definitely getting more than I'm giving up in that case, at least offensively. Um, so I think that's a fair trade, and I'm still fully speed capped with that uh, Steed Mundus. Uh, whenever I have all my speed buffs and I'm sprinting, I'm absolutely as fast as I've ever been. So I don't really feel any slower um and i have a lot more effective damage right I, ha I have the damage that i need when i need it because it's those low health targets those are the ones that are hard to kill right because most people are vampires like we were talking about with that undeath passive plus yeah. that's just when they start panicking and playing super duper defensively and it's just really hard to take away that last bit of their health bar so that that bloodthirsty just makes a huge difference like 
I've talked about Betsy lots of times how she's really not all about kill counts, you know, like if she gets 10 kills in a match, that's pretty good for her. She's really all about the the team effort and everything like that. She got a 30 and 0 match last week, you know, and she's like getting that. I mean, that's the highest she's gotten so far, but she's getting in that ballpark of numbers lately and um, largely for just changing the bloodthirsty. That's a, the thing that has that is doing it for her. That's uh, that's a definite change in, in Betsy's numbers. Yeah. For sure. And she still has all the other stuff going for her, you know, that she always has the team support and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing is that she hasn't given up any really anything for this. Yeah, not really. It's all it's all just gain. Um, it's sugar skulls for the food, tristat potions. She's an orc, uh, and then the the biggest change I've made for her is I I did go ahead and make her a vampire just just like a week ago. Uh, it's in, in anticipation for this update coming up. I want to use this new mist form. I just decided I'm just going to go ahead and do it now and start kind of getting used to having those passives and this, <clears throat> the sustain difference and all that kind of stuff. Um, and um, man, it's pretty awesome. This is the first vampire I've had since the rework. They did the the big rework back in the Skyrim expansion. I cured all my vampires back then. <laughs> um, this is the first one I've made since then, and it's it's just because I want to use that blood mist ability. Um, but I figure since I'm going to be a vampire, I may as well just take advantage of all it has to offer. I went ahead and, you know, I'm stage three. I'm getting that undeath passive for that that 30% mitigation when I'm uh, low on health. Man, it's it's unreal how much of a difference that passive makes and just how tanky you feel. It's really, really nice. Um, and that does come with that 8% cost increase. But since I am using Mistform, I get, I'm getting that Strike from the Shadows passive that's giving me that weapon and spell damage that I can, if I want to, trade for sustain and make up for that cost increase and i'm i'm gaining more than i'm giving up in that case uh, i just added one sustain glyph to one piece of jewelry and that seems to be all i need sustain wise and it feels about like it always has that's impressive it's a lot of gain yeah so the thing is about that cost increase is it's it's a pretty big cost increase but that's only a factor when you're casting abilities when you're not casting anything, then you still have the same reco- recovery still works the same as always, you know? So it's like you're using it faster, but you're getting it back at the same rate. So I'm kind of learning to kind of play in these, these spurts, you know, I kind of go in for the burst, kind of go hard for a little bit and get maybe down to like a quarter of my stamina bar and then kind of retreat, do some heavies, recover, and then go for it again. So I'm finding it so far, even without the new mist form, I'm finding it very much worth it. Just that, that passive, is is very noticeable it makes betsy way more brawly than she's been in the past like she really can just kind of get up in the middle of everything take a beating and you know she has the cleanse she has all the really strong heals that's the scary part on 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 my thought is that betsy's already near impossible to kill and now you're adding in tankiness to her like oh man like you really will never die with this character again Yeah, she has a lot more kind of like defensive tools than she has than she's had in the past. Um which I I never really thought that she'd end up here. It's kind of been by accident because I, I haven't abandoned the the initial idea of her, which is to be this really kind of agile, roly poly, very, very speedy, kind of athletic sort of Templar. That's never stopped being the case, you know. It's just kind of found these ways to get these other things going on in here. Um, the offense, it's still all about these stacking these AOE pulses, right? So I have the deadly cloak ability. I have solar barrage, crescent sweep ultimate, uh, soon this new mist form, uh, is going to be added to that. So four AOE pulses stacked on, on my character along with jabs on top of all that. And of course I'll have bloodthirsty amping up all that damage. Uh, it's a ton of AOE pressure. Um, it's actually really good for PVE or Imperial city. It's just like, you just plow through mobs like they're nothing and it's fully a pvp build so if you run into a player you know you're you're equipped to handle it but it's great for sewer runs and i like yeah. it like it kind of seems thematically fitting like that that type of offensive style i kind of think of it like she's a templar she's like she has this divine aura like she's so beautiful that you can't even be near her without getting hurt you know what i mean <laughs> um don't, you, gotta, you can't stare at the sun. You can't, you know, you can't stare at the sun. Yeah, exactly. It's like this <laughs> angelic sort of being that you can hardly even stand close to. Uh, and like I've explained in the past, it's it's really effective damage because it's stuff that I'm applying to myself. I'm not applying it to other people, so they can't cleanse it off. And since it's all AOE, they can't dodge it either. Um, so there's 
there's really not not a lot that very many people can do about it. You know, none of it. It's not long range. It's not projectile. So like shimmering shield and stuff isn't mitigating it. It's kind of most people just kind of have to take it and deal with it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, she's just kind of leveled up in all these in all these ways. She has all this execute damage she didn't have before. She has that undeath passive. She's about to have way better mobility and damage and offensive healing with that new mist form. Um. She and that's on top of all these layers of survivability that she already has with that amazing healing kit, the gaze of Sithis helm, the Black Rose Prison dual wield. Um, she has major evasion from Blade Cloak, you know, just like all these things adding up. She feels really tanky, but she's not a tank, right? She's in medium armor, it's well fitted. She has the bow and dual wield, you know, she doesn't play anything like a Still tank. Still speedy. Still super speedy. You know, it used to be speed was how she stayed alive, but now it's just one of the tools she has, and she can use it as she sees fit. She doesn't have to kite around telephone poles or what the heck ever anymore. You know, she she can <laughs> do that if she needs to, but if she needs to brawl, she can do that too. Uh, I really like that, that she she can be both. She's, she's learned how to stand her ground. It's taken a while, but she kind of has learned to be the classic Templar, uh, as well as be her, her true self as well. Nice. Um. Fashion is on point. Since she's a vampire now, I made her a little more gothy, a little more vampy. She's Vamp Betsy now. Vamp Betsy. Uh, so I, I kind of made her a little more gothy looking. I kind of like the way she looks. I put that 30 and 0 uh, battleground on YouTube if anyone wants to see the build in action. Um, you know, they're not, not every battleground is 30 and 0, but it's a very good demonstration of, of what the build uh, can do and, and all the tools that it has and all that stuff. Um, you know, still the same team focused mindset, still all the same, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I like it because it feels like an honest build. Like the, the victories feel good. I don't feel like I'm cheesing on anything. It's a Stamplar. Who's going to choose a, accuse a Stamplar of cheesing anything? You <laughs> Not know? right. Not right now, especially. Yeah. Um, that just makes it all the more, you know, appealing to me. Yeah. Um, the only thing it's missing is there is no snare and immobilization immunity anywhere in the build. I think with that wall of frost change coming up. It, that that really has never been an issue until um, Wall of Frost has become so u- ubiquitous recently, you know, and now it's mm-hmm. becoming an issue. I think with that nerf to Wall of Frost, I think I can just kind of rely on Cleanse being my snare removal again, and that'll be good enough like it like it used to be, I'm hoping. Um, <laughs> and one other little cherry on top, I still need to get the perfected maces. I have the non-perfected Black Rose Swords. If I could get the perfected maces, then we're golden. Um, but anyway, that's old Betsy. That's all the stuff that's happened to her build. I know there's a mouthful, but I've just been thinking about it all week long. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how amazing Betsy is. She's been nerfed so much and she still just rises from the ashes. Anyway, um, speaking of Stamplar, Davia Starjumper, what's going on with the need for mead? The need for mead. Yeah. Um, you know, I've talked about this build here pretty recently and I, I'm the only reason I'm bringing it up again is a very minor change, but you know, uh, following old Betsy's, uh, uh, recommendations here. Uh, and as you just explained, like that's, a, that's a good direction to go here, but, uh, same, same sets, still Oaken Soul build, still running uh, five piece Dagon, five piece deadly. And then I do the, uh, one piece magma for sustain. Um, but really the biggest change that, that, uh, that, has happened to the build is that I dropped the living dark, the Templar bubble um, for solar barrage kind of uh, um, kind of went your, took your advice to, to swap the defensive side, make it a little bit more offensive um, mm-hmm. still have honor the dead, still have vigor, still have speed. Um, and so there's still a lot of defensive tool, you know, tools that the kit has, but just swapping to that solar barrage has made a huge difference on the damage numbers. Uh, keeping the pressure on people um, and kind of finishing people off. So um, a very simple change to the build, but it has made uh, it has made a great uh, great change for the build. Um, and honestly, the the only the the potential next change to this build is kind of once again kind of following your model. Uh, I think the next change that I might do to this build is I really like this idea of switching to the bloodthirsty jewelry. And then using the steed uh, Mundus to to still keep the speed, but have the bloodthirsty jewelry. I think it ends up with more damage, easier to uh, finish people off, and and still find that speed through a different way. 
Yeah, and the if you're not a vampire, the health recovery you get from that Moon of Stone is really nice too. And if you're using mm-hmm. sugar skulls and um and uh well no, you're not using Sithishelm, but if you were using Sithishelm, that's actually a pretty nice amount of health recovery right there. Yeah. I just think it's a great change. And I like, you know, I like the uh the idea of using I don't think the Steed Mundus is used a whole lot, so I like the idea of the unique Mundus. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, I wish they'd buff that there. speed a little bit on that. Just a hair, mm, just, just a, a hair, hair. just like, a couple points, like two or three percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, that build's still really good, and with that change, I think it's only gotten a little bit better. Um, and then potentially uh, doing that bloodthirsty to to kind of get a little bit more finishing power on it. But it's still. I think that's really, going to really be. Good. I think that's going to be a go-to for me from now on. I'm probably just going to be slapping bloodthirsty on everything. Like yeah. I've seen the light now, you know, that now that I've put it on Betsy, like, oh, we got to go bloodthirsty on everything. We got to be doing that. Cool, man. Is that what, what else for need for me? That's pretty much it. That's really the kind of the thing I want to talk about. Um, the bar setup still the same, still jabs, the javelin. And now the solar barrage is kind of the, to stay in the offensive, the defensive uh, side of it is still the speed, uh, vigor, honor the dead still using crescent sweep for the ult so um, not many changes but it, it's a really Solid build yep works really well easy to use uh and and flows really well mm-hmm. i would recommend the build yeah i've seen it in action the damage is very good the the best is when the uh you know when i run this build when you're on old betsy and you start throwing those double jabs into players you get the stuff. double jabs going man yeah and and even, now we found the out- nerf jabs no yep. one can stand up to the double jab and then we well, now we're both using crescent sweep, so it's the double jabs, the double sweeps. It's, it's, it's oh, it's, it's so fun. It's a sight. Crescent's so cheap, you know. You're just yeah. you're just tossing that thing left and right, and having mm. two stamplars, just crescent and javelin or and jabbing all over the place. It's fun. Yeah, and we're absolutely. both speedy, so we're just kind of chasing yeah. people down and stuff. Just running people down. Cool. What else you got, man? Um, so the, uh, I, there's another build I want to talk about, and this is the, the never ending Nord. Uh, this is my Magcro uh, support build. Um, and I, you know, I've talked about this one a lot and, you know, talked about the idea of the build. Uh, it's an open soul build is, uh, um, you know, as usual, that's my, that's my go-to mm-hmm. right now. Oh yeah. Um, and then it's actually a five piece Mara's bomb and five piece his sap. Uh, and then, yeah. uh, once again, one piece magma for sustain, but uh, this build's actually been done for a while. Uh, I haven't, I just haven't had a chance to kind of do much testing with it, but I've been excited for the idea of it. Um, and we actually kind of got the, the finally got the chance to kind of test the waters with it last night. And I did some slight tinkering with the bar setup, but uh, overall, I would say it worked really well. Um, yeah. it, uh, this build seems, uh, you really do when you play it, you do seem invincible. It, it can take a punch for sure uh, with the Hissap and the Mars Bomb, both kind of kicking in um really just kind of takes a beating but the the heels are really good um the the bar setup is uh, on the heels i do the renewing undeath uh the mender and then radiating region and so quite a few heels um and then really the other part of it is just kind of um cc i use the totem um and then i also have race against time on there for speed um, yeah that's a solid bar setup yeah, I mean, and and the way that it operates with the heels, I'm throwing, you know, that totem is almost the spammable just for to just make sure you're throwing CC into the team over and over. Mm-hmm. And so, and then the ultimate, I actually use the uh, lights champion, which is the resto staff ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it it works really well. The heels are very, you know, it keeps the heels up, very hard to take down. Also throws CC out there. Uh, probably the only thing I would say is like, you know, like my other support build, it, it, the damage is, is really, it's not really about doing damage. It can do light and heavy attacks, but outside of that, it doesn't have any damage abilities on the bar, but it is very tanky uh, and it really uh, keeps the heels up. And, and kind of in our testing last night, I felt really good about it because we were in multiple matches, I felt like, where we were outnumbered um, four to two, three to two for the majority of the matches. And it was, it was taking a punch, so... Yeah, being really good about it. Being so tanky like that, it kind of lets you not have to worry about keeping yourself alive so much and you can just yep. kind of focus on doing your job and that uh that renewing undeath is that that ground like circle AoE burst heal ability? Yes. Yes it yeah, is. Yeah, that thing's pretty cool. It's actually like not terribly expensive and it's a pretty strong burst heal in a pretty big area so you can kind of yep. be healing your whole team with that thing. You can kind of sort of use it like the um 
the uh, the matriarch, the sorcerer's matriarch ability, how it's just kind of healing this whole area with this big burst heal. It's yep. not quite like that, but kind of. Yeah, and 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 that, and that's really what it's about too. Is it, it's just I really like that it's it's a group heal, and I can get multiple people with it. It's a strong heal, and like you said, it's pretty low cost. Um, it, it works out really well. Now, obviously, as we've been talking, this is my absolutely has to be my first character that switches to a vampire. Uh, this character was originally made because it was going to be a vampire. Um, so uh, switching to the vampire, getting that defensive passive. Uh, that undeath passive is only going to just fit perfectly with this build. Make it tankier, mm-hmm. make it harder to kill. Um, and, thematically and, you know, fitting too. Yep, thematically fits perfectly. Uh, I'll swap out Race Against Time for the new Misform. Uh, I think it's oh, going yeah. to work out really, really well. Uh, oh, and that'll give you Major Evasion. You don't have that yet, right? Nope, don't have that yeah. one. So mm, yeah, just more, more tankiness, and and I think it's going to just only get better. I'll only get better as it goes on. Really cool. Yeah, dude, that's I, I like running around with uh, never ending Nord. I feel pretty invincible. <laughs> we had some fun matches last night, considering, you know, when, when you're outnumbered, uh, uh, in, you know, we, our team was, you know, who knows where they were. But, uh, you know, we kept running into kind of four groups and three groups. And even when we'd go try to look for a better fight, we'd end up kind of running into it. You know, usually those could be pretty terrible, but it wasn't bad. I feel like it wasn't too bad. Wasn't bad too. It's because you know, was, you you have a really strong healer there, and you're doing the CC and the heals and everything, and then you know Betsy's a lot more brawly than she's been yep. in the past as well. So it kind of made it, you you kind of had a little something to heal there. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I didn't just fall yep. over right away. I could I can kind of run in and charge in and take a take a little bit of a beating, and you could keep me alive. And yeah, it worked out really really nicely. Yeah, had good results. Only other thing I've really done lately that maybe is worth mentioning is actually just today. Um, I spent some time in uh, the Vatishran arena. Um, I was farming this uh, void pitch black die. Oh, okay. Uh, so I thought I would just mention that. Have you uh, have you farmed this thing before? I have farmed Vatishran arena quite a bit, but I actually don't have the die, and it's mainly because I'm I'm this I'm going pure memory here, but I believe you have to run so many steps in the lava. Yes. Uh, yes. That that's one of the things. So it's it's a bunch of it's actually really easy. It's kind of a series of achievements you have to do. You can do them all in normal, mm-hmm. um, and some of them are just kind of silly things, like you have to use a grappling hook five hundred times. Yep. Uh, and you have to run in the lava for I think it's ten thousand meters. There's a you know you you heavy attack that orb thing that makes you immune to lava. I think for like twenty seconds. Um, so you can. I made a route where you can just kind of run back and forth in the lava. Those orbs keep respawning. You just do it for like 20 minutes, you know, and then you get the 10,000 meters. Um, there's a few other things. You have to beat a couple of specific bosses and collect these little like orb things. And it takes a little bit of time, but it's all easy stuff. And it's a really, really, it's like blacker than black. <laughs> this yeah, die. it is a very cool die. I, honestly, the only thing that I haven't done is, is the uh, lava run. I just haven't, I haven't, spent the time to actually make the run around in the lava oh that one's easy that, that's I like know. maybe the easiest one it's like the yeah, last do one it. i have i have all the other ones just do it that's like do it now yeah i mean that's seriously <laughs> one of the best dies grizzly con saying in the chat great die it's seriously one of the best dies to have if you're that close just go get it then you know who needs that die is the never ending nor mm-hmm. it'll be perfect yeah. for you. i totally the the thing that gave me the motivation was because Betsy's a vampire now, and I had to make her more goth since she's a va- mm-hmm. vampire now. And I'm like, this black isn't black enough. We <laughs> we got to go blacker. <laughs> uh, so I spent I don't know. It probably took three or four hours to get to get everything, which I already had some of them from previous Vatishran runs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anything else been going on in game? Um, not that I can think of um excited for the patch you know anytime we get to this point in the game and you always talk you know we we get real excited going through these patch notes excited for the changes and so i think we're both kind of anxiously waiting yeah we're anxiously waiting for this stuff to go live so i'm i'm really looking forward to to some of these changes ready for the misform ready for the wall of frost nerf ready for oh, dragonites kind of getting nerf. nerfed with that passive i mean we got a mars bomb and a wall of frost nerf coming yeah it's gonna be great this is shaping up. This, I think this is going to be a pretty awesome patch, actually. Like, I do. Doesn't I do. seem I like a big, big one, but I feel like the things that are happening are just nice. 
It's gonna feel it's gonna feel pretty good, I think. Target markers. Yeah. All right. It's time to read some emails, is what I would say if we had any. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like to send us an email, ah. you can. <laughs> if you'd like to send us an email, you can email us at scrollingpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, ask us any questions, make a suggestion for the show, tell us a joke, say hello, request a shout out to a friend, whatever you like. Scrollingpodcast at gmail dot com. We have a guild. The guild's name is Stoons Goons, best named guild on the server. Prove us wrong. And it's also the official guild of the Scroll and Podcast. If you'd like to be a member of Stoons Goons, email us at scrollandpodcast at gmail.com. So I was going to say, <laughs> email us if you disagree, huh? <laughs> Perhaps we'll read your email. Um, and we will we'll happily send you an invite. If your guild roster is full, um, that's okay. We can get you on the Discord. That's really where the action is happening anyway, where most of our discussions and, and things are happening. Uh, and really, anyone who's on the Discord is a fully-fledged goon, as far as we're concerned. Uh, so scrollingpodcast at gmail.com will we'll get you invited. We are asking our listeners and our friends to please do us a favor and go to the Apple Podcast app, specifically the Apple Podcast app. Find our show, Scrolling, and write us a review and give us a star rating. Uh, specifically, the review has the biggest impact, but the star rating helps as well. Uh, what that does is that helps our uh, show appear higher up in the search results whenever people search for relevant keywords like ESO or Elder Scrolls or things like that. Um, so we just want to be easier to find for people who are who are looking for a good ESO podcast. Uh, so if you haven't done that yet, uh, please help us out with that. We would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to go a step further than that and support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash scrolling podcast. I've been practicing my plug here, so you got to let me know how nice. I'm doing. Yeah, this is great. It's uh, well. uh, patreon.com slash scrolling podcast, where you can receive Stoon's Boon for $3 a month. <laughs> uh, what that'll get you is full Discord benefits, including access to li listen to us record the podcast live like we're doing right now. Um, you'll get a guaranteed individual shout out on every single episode. Um, you'll get access to some bonus content, including what we're calling the Booncast. Shout out to GrizzlyCon for the idea for the name Booncast. So what that's going to be is um, uh, shorter solo podcast recordings on the off weeks. So scrolling comes out every two weeks. Um, so on the off weeks, I'll be doing just like 15, 20 minute long little miniature episodes. Um, so you'll have a little something to tide you over uh, for the next episode. And these will be a lot different. These are, are going to be really short. Uh, there's not going to be like any kind of outline or anything that I'm following. It's just going to be hit a record button and, and whatever comes out is what comes out. Uh, I've already put a couple of them up and I think they've turned out pretty well. So if you've ever found yourself one, uh, wishing that the Scrolling Podcast was a weekly show, this is your opportunity. For $3 a month, you can make it happen. Don't let your dreams be memes, all right? Oh, uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also some supplemental videos to like demonstrate some of the builds we're talking about and other stuff. We have written guides for a lot of the builds that we've talked about on the show. We'll try to keep those up to date as well, and we'll see, we'll see about adding some other things on there as well as time goes on. And of course, the greatest gift of all is that good feeling in your heart, knowing that you're helping us with things like software subscriptions, hardware maintenance, uh, media host fees, and possibly even helping us improve the quality of the show in the future. Um, so patreon.com slash scrolling podcast is the place to go. If you can't do Patreon right now, then just come hang out on the Discord. It doesn't cost anything to do that. We have one of the best communities on the internet. Everybody's welcome. We'd love to have you. So that is scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. <laughs> there we go. I'll give you an extra boom for that one. How about that? <laughs> it's a family, buddy. Says, uh, Gummy Bear says, yeah, we're like family here, just like a TGI Fridays. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking the steak fries. <laughs> Being a Stoons goon is a lot like working at a TGI Fridays is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I've really gotten that. You know, that's really the vibe I feel like that we've really aimed for. You know, we had a vision early on. TGI Fridays. And, you know, we just, we've only gotten closer. We, you know. Yeah. We have not yet perfected the potato no. skins, but we're getting close. We're, we're not quite to the, yeah, we're not quite to the potato skins, but you know, we can only hope. Yeah. Um, so that's my plug. I, I, as time goes on, I, f I think I'll probably, it'll get condensed and, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll get shorter while still conveying all the, the info, but that's what we have so far. 
Um, gosh, hold on. I, I got to find this thing. Hold on. Hold on. Bear with me, people. You're looking for something. I took a screenshot of the chat earlier. Shout out to the chat. Um, GrizzlyCon, <laughs> King Nar, Gummy Bear, Uncle Sam, uh, and Crimson. Did I miss anybody? Mother, Guys, thank you mother so, was in here oh, earlier. Mother of Dragons was in yep. here earlier. No, she left before I took the screenshot. She didn't stick around very long. Because <laughs> <laughs> I took that uh, screenshot pretty early you, on. You, you got it quick. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys very much for, for being here and, and showing us your support. I really appreciate it. adds a lot to the show. Uh, shout out to Pork Body. He recently, finally uh, rebuilt a brand new PC with a 4080 graphics Ooh. card. He's going to be playing ESO 50 years in the future with this thing. <laughs> um, so welcome back to the community, dude. Glad to have you back. Uh, shout out to GrizzlyCon for bringing a new goon into this world. Congratulations, Yeah, dude. how about that? Extra shout out, GrizzlyCon. Extra shout out to GrizzlyCon. And hey, pass pass the another shout out uh, along to the little one, all right? There we just go. To, just Absolutely. to get him started out on the right foot. Grizz gets it. He's, he's, he's recruiting. You know, he's making more goons. He's getting, he's, he's getting the job done. <laughs> <laughs> Grizzly says I'm net, neck deep in shout outs <laughs> we're going for the eyebrows Grizz oh yeah um, shout out to Danjavan. Um, I don't even know what to say I'm not going to say a specific number but Danjavan made an incredibly generous donation to the guild bank uh, the, my head is still spinning from and I don't even know <laughs> what to do now I'm like still trying to process this new uh, situation I'm in <laughs> uh, just unbelievable. Dan and Danjavan has made a number of really amazing contributions to the show and to the guild. Um, he's been listening to the show almost from day one. Uh, can't thank you enough, Danjavan. Th thank you so much, man. Shout out to Uncle Sam, King Nar, and Slavka, Dream Squad. We've just been playing a lot together here lately. Just awesome dudes, awesome people to hang out with, even when we're not playing. Uh, and then when we do team up, we're just absolutely unstoppable. Um, so it's just a fun squad. Shout out to the Elder Goons, the OGs, our heroes. Guys, thank you so much for being around for so long and just showing your support, support for the show and just being our friends. Uh, I hope we're friends forever. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and shout out to our Stoons Boon recipients. We have five Patreon supporters, guys. Can you believe it? A whole five. That's a, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm like over the moon yeah, I know. For that. I guess I'm growing. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, so shout out to my good friend, Thomas, Grizzly Con, Gummy Bear, Toadster, and Pork Body. Guys, can't thank you enough. Yeah, you're you're already you helping so much. so much. Um, Davius, anything else? I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I, some have claimed that, you know, every now and then I make a smart decision. So I'm going to go ahead and give, uh, give the wife an extra, another shout out, another shout out to the wife for, for being awesome and letting a, a Valentine's day podcast happen. So shout out to the law dog, the law dog. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>